0: Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. With us today, we have Nate Henry, the co-host of the Blurry Creatures podcast. This is Nate's second time on the podcast. Last time he came here, we talked about blurry creatures. We talked about CERN and the Nephilim and how the pyramids were built. This time, we're talking about something kind of seasonal. We're talking about vampires and the different kind of vampires that exist Uh, The Blurry Creatures podcast is a super cool podcast. They talk about French creatures like Bigfoot, ancient giants, the Nephilim, alternative history, and sightings of quote-unquote beings that haven't been proven yet to exist. Nate and I actually um, talk a lot about kind of like Nate's personal life as a touring musician. He's the lead singer of a rock band called Sherwood. I'm a musician, so we reminisce about different things from our past. We talk about the 80s, both of our favorite generation. And we get into you know the different types of uh, vampires out there. Nate shares his theory about Satan being a vampire. I share my thoughts about the concept of the energy vampire. You know, that person who calls you on the phone and you're like, oh God, I can't answer because I can't do this right now. Or that coworker that comes by your cubicle and you duck down because you're like, I can't talk to them right now because they're going to suck the energy out of you. We also talk about a type of vampire that I've been noticing in this world and it has to do with a touchy subject, the feminist movement. In fact, I wanted to call this episode for a time like this, toxic feminism, but I didn't because I didn't really want to ruffle too many feminist feathers. But Nate and I do talk about Esther in the Bible in a time like this, not at all that we call her a toxic feminist at all. She is what we would say is the picture of a beautiful, calm, feminine woman who uses her femininity to get what she wants. And we discuss my theories that I've been having recently about the feminine movement and how it's here to silence the man all by design. And I wanted to give Nate an opportunity as a man to share his thoughts on this in a safe space on the Let's Be Friends podcast. This is a long conversation. So I put the first hour out for you right now for free. And if you want to hear the second half where we actually talk mostly about kind of the more fringe topics including the feminist vampires, become a member at the Let's Be Friends podcast website. It's only $8 a month. You're getting like four bonus episodes a month. We're having monthly hangouts on Zoom. Um, There's special live events. We just had Misty Mazurka on a live event a couple weeks ago. You get access to the Friendship Library and you get access to the um, backstage videos. There's actually a video of Nate and I having the full conversation on there. If you prefer to watch us talk, you get that backstage access. I also have fun things up like different events like my Killing of the King with Nick Hinton. There's a video of that. I have my five-part workshop leaving the cult exposing culture and the occult for viewing for members it's um an awesome way to support the podcast and keep it ad free except for my little infomercial now but if you will enjoy this conversation with nate and i head on over to the let's be friends podcast website and sign up and thank you for being a friend love you have a great day Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. With us for his second appearance, we have Nate Henry from Blurry Creatures podcast. Nate is a father, artist, podcaster, lead singer of the rock band Sherwood, and he's seen a wolf man in real life. He co-hosts the Blurry Creatures podcast, which is one of the coolest podcasts out there. They talk about fringe creatures, Bigfoot, ancient giants, the Nephilim, alternative histories, and the sightings of beings that have been proven yet to exist. Welcome, Nate. How are you doing?
1: Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. That was, that was, I don't think I've ever been introduced like that before. So, oh wow. Wow, that's well, awesome.
0: It was the first time for everything, but this yeah. is your second time on the show, which I'm so excited to ha- yeah. talk with you again. I really enjoyed chatting with you last time.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I'm usually doing that to other people. So making them, making listing their accolades. So it's cool to be like, yeah, we're, we're doing something. We're doing something with our life.
0: You guys are, Uh, you guys are really doing something with your life. Like your podcast, like hit the top Apple charts recently. That was impressive.
1: Yeah. That was wild. That this summer we had, we had a really crazy month. Um, a lot of Instagram influencers were sharing our stuff, and it kind of hit the. I think we hit 55 in the U.S., which is bananas. Can't yeah, believe you, it.
0: You were. I feel like you were above Joe Rogan even. Well, I don't
1: know. I think Joe Rogan is mostly on Spotify because of his Spotify deal. So we were up there with like, yeah, we were up there with like the Office podcast and
0: yeah, and
1: like Conan O'Brien and all this other stuff. So it was oh, crazy. I-
0: I totally used to watch Conan O'Brien when I was yeah, in yeah. college. Like I'd come home from waiting tables, and like I'd put Conan O'Brien on. I had a, I had a big crush on him too. Which looking, I'm like looking back I'm like, oh gosh, Kara, that he was, yeah. he was such a redhead.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's <laughs> wrong with redheads?
0: I'm just kidding.
1: But uh, he he's like he's just had that great self deprecating humor, and you just couldn't help but enjoy him because he always made fun of himself. So
0: and the way he slid on stage yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, he's like around. this tall,
1: lanky, goofy guy. I, I thought he was the best of all the. I don't understand why he didn't. But you you would know better than me why they why they choose these. Like, yeah, even Colbert types that are just like, oh, gosh, robots. Like, Colbert, yeah.
0: Colbert's he's straight up like a robot. Like if there's a oh, cyborg yeah. out there, like on the talk shows, it's him. And then Jimmy Fallon when COVID hit, I remember because yeah. I was still watching like late night and stuff then more because I was, you know, I hadn't quite woken up to what's going on. And uh, Jimmy Fallon like looked horrible. And, and my boyfriend and I would joke around like, dude, he looks like a, a drug addict. You can't get his his fix. <laughs> and then I learned about uh, a dream of oh, yeah. recently. And I was like, oh my God, I wonder if it had something to do with that.
1: It, I mean, they were all, yeah, it was... yeah. Uh... It was like we hit the last the last generation of like before all this crap, like the 80s kids growing up. I mean, there was like media, but, you, but some of it was controlled, but now it feels like most of it is controlled and there's like a few voices in the mi- middle. And I think it was the opposite when we grew up. It was like, you know, there was some programming and there was some like obvious, con- you know, controlled narrative. But for the most part, there were still people who could speak through it and do their own thing be creative but uh as you know as fellow artists we're you can you can get a sense of that you can smell that in the air and it just feels like man everything's so contrived now and like nothing's creative and it's funny you know you grow up with bands like rage against the machine and it's like <laughs> they're the first band and of all these bands to be like you need to do this 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 and this and it's like comply with the machine is is they rage against the machine yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's such
1: a joke it's such a joke uh, it's frustrating yeah. Like yeah, the that's... punk rock bands of our, like growing up, like they were, they're supposed to be rebelling rebelling against the system, and then they were like the first bands to say like, do what the system says, and then buy our ticket at Ticketmaster, and you know it's like you're just you're just yeah. propaganda.
0: Like Travis Barker married to a Kardashian now, like so total weird. sellout. Yeah, yeah, that was Blink. I think Blink
1: One Eighty Two, right? Yeah, they're back. They just came back. So yeah,
0: I went and saw them in concert the night before I took my. SATs <laughs> I was like I really? did not care yeah I, I was in high, yeah, in high school I was like I don't care <laughs>
1: yeah I saw them once too they yeah. were um, they were cool in the beginning but then you know obviously they kind of it's like everything that just like everything yeah no it's like a band a lot
0: so many bands you see they put out like a couple were like really amazing albums you know were like from their heart that they were like really like had their emotions and put their life into and then they sign a record deal with a certain label and all of a sudden they're pumping out this overproduced music that definitely and they're being like used as as part of the music industry machine to promote agendas or you know Mm. they kind of that's what like i think kind of selling your soul is is like now you have to promote what they, who's paying you, wants you to, mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. your music, and even the frequencies, how the frequencies have been changed, and the auto tuning. Like, do you, as a musician, do you, when you, do you listen to the radio? What do you?
1: Uh, you know, it was hard because there was so much music discovered when we were on the road. Everyone was always had some new band that they were listening to, so it was like this cool place to like. Not only were we playing with cool bands, but we were like hearing all. Everyone was swapping all the bands that they were listening to. And then once we stopped hitting the road and the band kind of fizzled out, I just don't have that network of people that are like, Hey, have you listened to this? Have you listened to that? Yeah. But the weird, the weird thing is just like the scene isn't the same as it was when (laughs) even, even, even at the the beginning of the internet age, it was like, I mean, I see all these flyers for these like bands. I'm like, there's like no new bands on this list. Like, like, these festivals are basically everything we like right out of right in college and out of high school like all these bands are from like the 2000s or the late 90s like nobody's breaking into this like i don't maybe it's just a nostalgia bill so i i maybe it's just (laughs) maybe it's just that but it feels like people don't music doesn't hit you the same it doesn't change your life the same it's not it's not the soundtrack to your life anymore, it's just something yeah, that's on in the background.
0: I remember in high school one day I just, I guess I was feeling really depressed and I just couldn't go to school. So mm-hmm. I drove like up to school and just kept going and went for a drive and put melancholy and infinite sadness on. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. like listened to Smashing Pumpkins and like sat and like parked my car like in a dead end and just like felt the, you know, the teenage angst. Like, it, it, yeah, just like music touched your heart and like really like meant something. And now it's like, I, I live in Austin, Texas and a friend offered a, a couple like, um VIP passes to the festival and we're like, oh wow, awesome. And we took a look at the lineup. And we're like, oh no, I don't wanna go. I don't yeah, yeah. like any of these bands. You can't even <laughs> give me a free VIP backstage pass to go see Little Nas and I don't even know the names of these bands like to go <laughs> and, and they're like men wearing dresses and like butterfly symbols oh, yeah. and like just crazy. It just, it's all the stuff that I'm calling out in the secret societies. I'm like, I see through it all. It's just, it's really sad to see the decline of hmm. su- of the music industry and, and really the entertainment industry, like the late night TV, all this stuff, like, like Saturday night live. I, I have not like, I kind of never thought it was really that funny, but, but I used to like this stuff, like the old stuff a long time oh, ago. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. now it's just so obvious. That it's a propaganda machine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, there was that, there was the cast there. You know, you had Mike Myers and Chris Farley. Um, There was living
0: in a van down by the river.
1: Yeah. David Spade. You had, I mean, you had some of the greats. I can't even believe it. Um, And there was just stupid things like, you know, stupid skits like Toonsis the Driving Cat and like, (laughs) you know, just the dumbest stuff with, you know, and it was it was hilarious you know like deep thoughts by jack handy and all <laughs> like i loved that era because it was just it, it it wasn't even like overtly sexual it wasn't like hollywood it wasn't political it yeah. was just completely <laughs> like nonsense and you just laughed your you just laughed so much because it, it it didn't have that there was no message you know yeah. it was just this guy writes these terrible deep thoughts, and it's hilarious. But I, I love that that um, that era of SNL. We, yeah, we make some memes sometimes, but I, I really, I've always enjoyed Mike Myers. I hopefully he's not in the deep state. Yeah. or whatever.
0: Who knows? I mean, I haven't really looked into him, but yeah. I mean, I liked the Austin Power. I, I did like you know his Austin Power stuff and the characters that he would play. Like I like those actors that can play. It's kind,
1: like like like, it's kind of like
0: you. Actors that can play a lot of different roles. Like I know there's somebody doing these amazing voiceovers on all your blurry creatures reels, and <laughs> and I think I was like, is is Nate hiring like voice no, actors and character no. actors? So you just you're able to uh, you can do that. You can like do you do, impar- I, I, do you do impersonations?
1: I well I I don't. I mean, I would like to think I could. I think a lot of those people practice a lot. Yeah, I just listen to it over and over and over again, and then I'm like, okay, I need to make my voice sound like this. And I try a few times. Um, You're just so a have-
0: natural. <clears throat> Look, you- I-, I, I don't really have to try. I just like no, no, a couple no, no, I- no. Like I- it.
1: It's not like I'm doing a full <laughs> skits. It's like I have to make like three seconds. You know, Three, yeah. three, three second meme where I sound like the Joker or I sound like this the snake from Winnie the- or, uh, from the Jungle Book or something <laughs> like that. Right? Like yeah. it's it's just. It's just it's got to be good enough, right? You, it,
0: did you like when you read stories? Because I know you have two young kids, and if you, when you read stories, them do you do voices? I like, should,
1: I should oh, do. Oh yeah,
0: you totally should. I used I to do, I I do mean, some, and I would do that. I would do the voices. The kids loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need. To, I definitely want to read some of the books, like Chronicles of Narnia and other things. But um, we're getting to that age where they're they're excited, so I need to do that more. Yeah. Lately, yeah. it's just been like we've been running around and they fall asleep on the couch for the time we get back inside. So most of the time I'm carrying them, putting oh. them in bed because they're just asleep already.
0: You know, I remember those memories of like being on a road trip with the family and like pu- falling asleep in the car, but waking up as we like pulled into the garage and hearing it like turn on and it's just like waking yep. up as a kid, like from the couch to the car was like impossible. It was like, you like like 110. So that's so sweet that you carry him to bed.
1: Yeah, that's the only way. It's, sometimes it's nice as a parent because you're like, Okay, they're already asleep. Yeah, to yeah, that's gonna
0: be easy. Yeah, we don't
1: have to deal with the like the the night routine, and kids just don't want to go to sleep. I don't know why. It's just how it is. It'll always be that way. Yeah, But yeah. So it's it's um yeah, There's a lot of nostalgia on our show, the voices and stuff like that. I, I I more just I like making people laugh, and I like I like not taking myself or our content, our not not our content, but our marketing not too serious and i like the content to be serious but i don't like you know we're just two guys having fun I, I just don't like that like rock star vibe when i would go to shows and i would see i'm just like that guy's a that guy's just lame
0: <laughs> yeah. i just don't
1: like that i just don't like how that makes me feel so i don't like to make other people feel like oh these guys are too cool you know it's like no, no, we're the opposite. Like,
0: but that like makes you actually like cooler. Like, at least in my eyes, that you have that like laid back, like you know, you're like down to earth and like relatable is actually like way cooler. Like the that's the ironic thing. The people that like those rock stars that act like like uh, what's the guy in Oasis? Um, Liam Nelson or yeah, not yeah. Liam Nelson? That's that's taken. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Gallagher. Liam Gallagher, yeah, it's just like supposed to be like the biggest jerk ever, and it's like they're just so full of themselves, and and it's not cool actually.
1: It works for some people for some reason um
0: i love oasis's and, 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 music though i'm not I, like, I mean
1: yeah yeah it works in the sense that like they don't they still have a career yeah but i'm not sure you actually want to hang out with those people yeah I, I always think it's funny you know when you hear the like the real life stories of these people back you know like how they actually treat people when the cameras aren't rolling you're like well duh like
0: yeah you
1: know there's not very many keanu reeves in in (laughs) the world you
0: gotta love those like keanu like how all those pictures were like when like the me too movement's happening everybody's like be like keanu because he never like put his hand on the like he'd have his hand behind a woman in a picture but it's two inches off or something he's just like totally respectful
1: yeah well he's like he seems like the real deal you know like he's just a really cool guy and rides the subway just a normal dude yeah poor guy gets he gets a meme and everything though i know like sad lonely keanu
0: yeah. I worked the as a, a photographer for a long time and I used to photograph South by Southwest Film Festival. And one time I had to do like a, a backstage carpet and um, I had to photograph Nick Offerman and uh, Nick Kroll, both of them, like one after the other. And so Nick uh, Kroll was first and he comes out and he's like you get one shot and that's it and dude, he was like 10 minutes late too and I'm like oh this dude's been in there doing cocaine like I can just tell like there's no doubt like the way he looked and comes out comes on the carpet looks at me I take one picture he walks away it was like the worst picture ever because it's like well what off then Nick um, Offerman comes out and the guy from Parks and Rec who uh, hasn't had has a nice beard like you do right now and he was <laughs> he grabs a plunger starts dancing around on the stage She's out there for like 10 minutes posing for me with this plunger that he got from there being hilarious <laughs> being super friendly and then wagner mara the guy who was on narcos had to come out and i had to shoot him next and and nick offerman wouldn't leave and he got the pictures with them and i'm just like wow the two nicks right after each other it's amazing how uh, he, same industry right same day same event and one guy's like totally not cool and the other guy is like so down to earth and normal
1: isn't that weird like i mean I mean, just enjoy your life at least. I mean, you've got millions of dollars, tons of fame, yeah. everyone's doing things for you. Like, yeah. You should be the happiest person ever. And it just goes to show that it doesn't produce happiness the way people think it does. In fact, off- often it's the opposite. Most people yeah. end up dead by 27, Yeah, whatever, whatever the curse is. Yeah,
0: 27, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we had a lot of those stories. I remember we played um, we played Lollapalooza one time and that was just like the craziest day because it was like we were backstage, everyone famous was there, and we're walking around just like we're kind of a small indie band, no one really knows who we are. But they're just like, they're treating us like we're royalty. You know, we're getting like free skateboards, free pants, free shoes. I mean, we literally have piles of free stuff just playing the festival. Like companies are just giving us everything. I'm like, this is the best. Like, (laughs) I don't even know if we're getting paid today, but (laughs) like, I just walked out with like $700 worth of free stuff. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, We did an interview with Spin Magazine and it was like us in line, and then Perry Farrell's like standing waiting to do his interview. and I'm like, this is insane. Like, what? what? Like, you should be, we should be swapping places. Like, we should be waiting for you to get done with your interview. But it was, it was a wild experience. Just what was it
0: like playing on one of those big stages with a huge festival crowd like that?
1: it's just like a C, it's like a C, we our biggest show i want to say that felt the, the craziest we played a festival in japan there was a festival called punk spring uh rancid was headlining and that was crazy cuz that was just like i didn't realize how many hits rancid had they had so many hit songs but they were just different they were in a different genre but they wrote pop songs but it was it was like punk but it was like not punk i don't know i'm sure if you're a rancid fan you understand but you know he was just like he was just like a great songwriter, you know, and we're all side stage because they headlined. But when we played, it's like an airplane hangar. And I want to say there was probably like, I don't know, 10,000 Japanese kids. Wow. And it was just this huge sea of Japanese kids. And and um, that was a whole nother. I mean, that was just like a, your mind was just exploded because Jap- Japan is just so much different Big than in America. Japan. Yeah. We weren't big. We were just playing a festival, but they were just so attentive. For for one, they were just like mesmerized by American bands and two, you know, just everything sounded amazing because it's Japanese and the the Japanese just take pride in everything they do. So everything sounds good. Everything looks good. The lighting's good. The crew is nice. Everyone, every, there's not a broken cable. There's not, like, a dirty state. <laughs> everything is just The
0: awesome. bathrooms are, like, amazing. Yeah. 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 That's what I always judge everything on. The venue bathrooms are the worst. Oh,
1: the worst. America is just, like, it, I mean, I would, I see why bands want to be big in Japan because it's yeah. so <laughs> so nice to go over there. They just treat you with respect. Everything's clean. I mean, you're walking around Tokyo. There's no trash cans, but there's no trash. You're wow. Like, what, does it disappear? Like, where do yeah. they... Where does it go? I don't understand. Yeah. It just I mean, <laughs> they and just
0: don't make any. Yeah,
1: yeah. You you don't think you're going to fly to a foreign country, and that's that's the thoughts going through your mind is where's the trash cans? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the New York? You just throw it on the ground, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: everywhere's <laughs> a trash can in New York. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly. And it, so that was cool. That was like our biggest show. Lollapalooza, we played early, so it was like like we played at like one twelve yeah. thirty. So we were like one of the first bands to play. We didn't care because we were
0: because you had all your merch. I mean, all well, your free stuff. I meant you know your vans yeah. and your skateboards. Well, we,
1: well Muse, Muse was headlining, so
0: oh, I love I love Muse. I used to listen, go to yeah.
1: They're they're one of the only bands that's actually like speaking out against all the tyranny. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: If you look at, they're like one of the only bands that's like not they're not speaking the narrative because the I mean, UK had one of the harsh harshest lockdowns. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I think they're smart. They get it. They get what's going on, even though they probably live in L.A. or something. But right, <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually have some pretty anti lyrics, so t- I, I think that's cool. Not many bands are willing to do that because they're so afraid of offending their fan base that they'll just we'll say whatever we have to just to make yep. sure we keep buying our stuff. But yeah. they they did. So that was cool. Uh, there was a bunch of bands that day. Um, it was a huge. It's like it was like a huge you know you play in Chicago and there's just like this huge field and there's like a stage on one side and the stage on the other side so people just go back and forth um but it was massive um we played i think our, our, another big show we played we opened up for sum 41 at um i think it was Summerfest in Milwaukee <clears throat> it was probably like 10,000 people there and we played right before sum sum 41 and that was a trip cuz you know i grew up listening to sum 41 in high school and stuff and uh uh, they were a little too cool for school but it was still fun um yeah we what played is, a lot of what, what? is sum
0: 41 what's the sum of 41 five What what is that what does their name mean
1: i don't know I mean, what it means
0: i just thought of that yeah huh.
1: interesting yeah but you know you know what i'm talking about right yeah yeah i know okay. what you're talking about i was just thinking thinking the,
0: like yeah they're a big band
1: They had that, there's all, had all these hat. things
0: we don't really think about but just like wait oh what's the name mean
1: who knows? Because, like, I think they were just, like, a couple of goofy kids from Canada that got big. Cause yeah. Like, they, they, I remember they put out this in high school. They put out this this uh, video and it was just them driving around Canada shooting people with squirt guns so, <laughs> I think they were just Can- a bunch I of I love
0: Canadian Canadian. Can- I grew up in Michigan on like a couple hours from yeah. the Canadian border yeah. most, most of the kids half kids in my school were Canadians I think Canadians are wonderful people they're funny they're different and Canada really supports the musical arts like they have the like, oh, yeah. grants and stuff like I've I don't know if you know the band Broken Social Scene but I was always a yeah, big I fan of that yeah I remember them yeah a big fan of theirs and like they would always talk about how like they got grants and stuff and I think Arcade Fire too they're Canadian right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. a lot of great music came out of canada avril oh yeah avril yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of fun theories about avril that was like one of the first times i ever heard someone say this is a clone there's clones out there look what happened to what like like, what happened to avril levine
1: yeah yeah it's funny a skater boy
0: got her that's what happened
1: yeah exactly (laughs) i have a funny story about about canada and and one of the dudes that we brought on tour he he booked our band in Vancouver way before we were anything and uh we did this tour we were doing some tour and we needed somebody to come on the road and like there was a sponsor they wrapped they wrapped our our rv and they had like a budget so we we're like hey oh, man wow. you want to come out well this is the myspace days so yeah oh
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: myspace got the sponsor that was the only reason we we worked with their labels because they could just go to sponsors and be like hey there's two hundred thousand dollars you know whatever do whatever you want and like Okay. So um he came out, but then he became sort of the um who is the TRL guy?
0: Oh, um the Total Oh Total
1: Request Live. What's I his know, name?
0: Uh I picture his face with the brown hair. Yeah. Oh, ah man.
1: Are we Googling it?
0: No. Are you? Oh. I can't
1: remember. <laughs> I'll Google it. You talk. But uh he became he had his own there was like a Total Re- Request Live. He ended up becoming the VJ of of this Canadian um, show that was just like TRL. And then he became this huge celebrity. Um, I'm, And then I, I'm like talking to him years later. He's like, Yeah, I'm living in LA, married to a celebrity, and blah, blah.
0: Carson Daly.
1: <laughs> yeah, Carson Daly. You know what Daly. I did?
0: I, I Googled t- TLC like three times and I was like, Why is TLC coming up? Why is TLC? And I was like, Oh, Kara, TRL. <laughs> yeah, TRL. <laughs> there he is, Mr. Yeah. Daly in his forehead. Yeah. He's got, dude, he has a huge, look at this. I'm going to share my screen. You just got to see this picture that came up of him. Is this him? That's him. Look at him.
1: Carson Look at Daly. that hair. Look
0: at that. Yeah, that hair and that forehead. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a elongated skull.
1: Yeah, he. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's like our episode this week is about that.
0: Yeah. I but, saw that. but my buddy
1: became, he became, he became the Carson Daly of Canada. He became a huge deal. And it was so weird to see, like, you were just like sa- passing out stickers on our tour one year and then the next year you're like. You're like the biggest VJ in 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 the in the country, but he was a good fast. looking guy. He was a good looking guy, tall guy, really nice and well spoken. So we knew that. You know, I remember. I remember we were doomed at that point because it was like when the guy passing out stickers has all the girls around him and not the band members. <laughs> you you you're know, like give me some of
0: those stickers.
1: <laughs> you're like, it's not the stickers. Yeah, <laughs> they're into the dude. So it was funny. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. But wow. I think it's like why a lot of di- a lot of guys get into bands that so like girls just shun them so they have to start a band and then the girls start start liking Oh yeah,
0: them. that's why Tom Petty said that he started playing music was to get girls. Yeah. Yeah. I I can imagine. I mean, I guess that or handing out stickers and you guys have some <laughs> cool stickers for blurry creatures, your little bigfoot sticker. Speaking I of I mean Right. I don't think did, you, so, yeah. did you do you, do you do that to to get the girls hand out the, ah. the blurry stickers? Is it? No, I'm,
1: I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get away from girls. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's where I'm at in my life now.
0: Yeah, the, all I mean, you guys are popular. Like I came to your um, you have memberships. Everybody become a blurry creatures members. There's silver for seven, gold for fifteen, and gold you get to watch movies with the members. You get to go to members hangouts, the Zoom hangouts, and. Um, i went to your zoom hangout last time you had a lot of people on there you guys are popular
1: it's it's you can't it, fame
0: uh, fame just follows you i you can't it's not, stickers it's not. no stickers
1: <laughs> i don't think it's the stickers i think it's uh i don't know what it is it's cool i mean it's it's cool in on one hand and then it's it gets weird on the other hand because people get weird um yeah yeah they do don't know, they they do get weird it's a little it's a little bit like hey we're just two normal guys and i understand that we started a podcast and we're vulnerable but the vulnerability is kind of what drives the podcast because the more vulnerable and real you are the more people want to tune in but Mm -hmm. then they feel like they know you but you're like i don't know you yeah maybe you feel like you you know (laughs) i don't know know you yeah yeah so we're not friends so uh (laughs) we don't have a relationship but you assume we do and that i think most people don't Assume they do, but some people do. So that's always hard. Like, yeah. But people are just excited to come in and and meet other people. But gets a little rowdy sometimes. Like,
0: yeah, a rowdy Zoom room. That's that's a real accomplishment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just love some of the questions there. Luke and I are just trying not to laugh half the time because it's just fun. Yeah. uh, I I don't know. We didn't. We just expected that you know nobody would care, and uh, we're just. I'm just. I, I like. I like the size of our podcast now. In some ways, I hope it just stays here. Or we can just kind of surf just these waves. Not have like you know the Illuminati showing up at my door or anything. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. If they already have, you are sitting in front of a one-eyed logo there. Right. right? I know. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> the blurry creatures logo. If anybody doesn't know, yeah. has it's big. Like I think it's like I thought of it like a cyclops eye. I don't know why. Because yeah. Uh, but um. And the, but you also said it looks like a UFO kind of in there it's a gro- it's a good design it's a good logo it kind of looks like a moon or a planet a lot of the kind of stuff that you guys talk about but i remember when you guys were like topping the charts and getting a lot of attention all of a sudden you sort of contacted me and you're like people are calling us out for the weirdest things and i was like welcome <laughs> to my world yeah. i've been called a transvestite i've been called a mason put people put oh, my name in gematria and say look at you you're controlled op and nobody believe people don't believe my testimony and it- oh she's got pink and blue and all that da, da, da. and i'm like okay the symbolism stuff I've, i call it symbolism syndrome which is kind of ironic because seek not so secret societies was it calls out a lot of symbolism and mm-hmm. but when people start applying it to just like the normal people like you and i it's just like gone too far
1: yeah yeah no i get it I, and that's kind of why we stay in our lane and we ignore most of the stuff and you know some people get on and we had that happen to us a couple times and and you know just because obviously there's a lot of you know, I came from the music world and Luke came from the entertainment world and he's got a couple of famous brothers. So it just gets a little weird sometimes because people think that there's automatic association and they they dig and they dig. And I think a lot of people just they want. They really want to have a voice and they want to have a channel, but they don't know how to get it. Yeah. Right. They don't know how to produce content to get what the thing is they want. Okay, cool. If you want to have a channel, you want to have a podcast, you want to have some place where you can air your voice and your opinions and you want people to listen to you. Sure. That's what everyone who starts a podcast wants, right? That's why you start a band. That's why you start a podcast. You, you know, It's not a bad thing to want that, but you, either you're like crazy like Alex Jones and you just rattle off wild stuff for two hours and people love it, <laughs> or you smoke weed and you go on The Rogan Show and you... You know, you it's kind of a pseudo intellectual conversation. You know, yeah. But even even him, though, I think he's really good at um, interviewing anyone. But uh, but I think people they they get lured into these things and they want it, but they don't know how to get it. So they try, they try to manufacture drama.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. think
1: everyone's going to come to their page and then follow yeah.
0: them. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's
1: but it's like he, that doesn't work. I mean, it, it might work a few times for
0: a moment and they also might backfire on them and make it look insane like i've had people make story threads about me before and i'm like it's just exactly what you're saying they don't have any original content to make or anything original to say and so they're like trying to piggyback off i guess like me like kind of having a following or whatever and and then literally i'm just like Take one look at that stuff now. I'm like, they look insane. Like, literally, like I, I did channeling. I was worked as a channeler like two years ago, and I did you know some psychic channeling readings for people, which they were all very happy with it. I was great at what I did. I don't believe in that or agree with that anymore. But uh, you know, service is rendered and complete. And literally, like last week, some girl like goes like playing her guitar on her and making a story. like, Kara Moser's a scam artist. She owes me a refund for my channeling such. I'm like, these people are unhinged and like mentally not well like wow. it, it doesn't it kind of backfires i think like sometimes yeah they're doing I, well every time
1: yeah yeah, yeah I, I just think there's a better way to get it, to get the things you want in this in this life and even then like we were saying earlier even if you get them even if you get what you want it doesn't guarantee you to be happy so i really think the hardest part is to find your your the place of when you get to the diminishing returns Like, what is it you really want? Like, I want to have, I want to be a real estate person or I want to do this and that. Well, there's a certain point when you have too many houses, you know, there's a certain point when you have too many fans. There's a certain point when you're too much success. And I think a lot of people just don't think about that stuff beforehand. So, uh, Luke and I try to do a lot of self-deprecating stuff because it's like, we don't, we don't want to be like, we're a know-it-all come to us to learn everything. And we're like a know-it-all podcast where you tune in and, and, so we do get a lot of haters like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, we we, we say that, like, we don't know. <laughs> That's like what we lead out, we lead with, you know? We don't know everything, like, we just, I think we just have the most fun. That's yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I love we that. We just have the most fun. Amy and I say that a lot, like, especially Amy does so should be like, we're dropping breadcrumbs, and Kara and I are just like, on the Secret Societies, not so Secret Societies, like, we're just like talking, because we're interested in things, and like, we do our research and stuff, but, I I can't say that I know the truth here. I, I learned that only God knows the truth here. Like I'm just here to kind of like think about things and question mm-hmm. things and, and like you said, have fun. Uh, I remember one of the funny things about we were chatting a couple months ago on the phone because somebody had messaged me like, oh my gosh, uh, Nate's co-host, Lucas, he's part of the New World Order. Look yeah. at this look at this picture from five years ago and look at the hashtag, it's NWO. And I'm just like, kind of like message. I was like, dude, like this is, what do I say to these people? And t- you came back around and you're like, it was about the wrestling F- federation, the <laughs> hashtag. And that was so funny yeah these people have no idea they just i assume. know they're assume des- they're just oh, digging digging so deep and i'm like yeah. do these people digging into us or like these other people what about their lives like are they just like not even like involved in their own life they're just like where do they have the time
1: i know i know and i think i think some ways it's just you know you have to kind of ignore it and move on and we did and we have i mean that's this luke's like look man i've been I've been getting heckled for years, given my my family's connections, so I just ignore it and keep going, and that's what I do. And that was good, because um, for whatever reason, our band just had a a really polite, for the most part, polite fan base. We didn't have a lot of trolls. We didn't have a lot of haters. Um, We had some weird stuff happen to us, but I, I wasn't as prepped for like, oh man, the YouTube comment generation, you know? It's just some of the nastiest stuff in the world. It's like written in YouTube comments for some reason. But it, it reminds me of like, there's a good way to handle it all. We On my old pa- podcast years ago, we interviewed this guy, Ken M. I don't know if you know Ken M, but uh, he, he's sort of internet famous because he did reverse trolling on the internet. Oh. He, would be, he would be the first to comment on anything. And he would make a dumb comment on purpose so that other people would troll him. And then he would post like what people said about his stupid comment on Reddit. And then he blew up because he'd act like this stupid. He basically acted like this really ignorant old man. And he would like had like a picture of him in this horse or something. And he's like, he would just, he would troll the articles, you know, like and they were hilarious. Like he would just say the dumbest stuff and people were just so mean to this guy. And, and then he would post a picture of what people would reply and it blew him up. So he was like a reverse troll. I love um, that. That's, it, a great, I,
0: that's a great strategy. I think I'm going to try using that.
1: <laughs> well, it's like, it's just, you know, he was just, it was just a genius way to go about it. But it was, uh, but I think people just, I think because they're up behind the screen or whatever, they can say whatever. Oh,
0: keyboard warriors. Want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they it's put like. Put your face
0: out there, people. Like, that's the thing. They're like coming in and people like, uh, like they're putting their face out and their name out. And like, yeah. the, it's like, they're mm. just like hidden. Who knows? It could be a bot.
1: Yeah, I think it's just harder and harder. If like if you're a sensitive person, like it's hard not to read the comments, but yeah, every time every time you do, you're disappointed for the most part. So
0: totally better
1: not to read them and just keep going.
0: Are you a sensitive person?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Definitely. Is it like it's like growing up was hard because it was just like you know, basically just always in trouble for something, always some misunderstanding, always. You know, it was difficult. I think that's why I started an emo band. Oh. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, emo yeah. kid,
1: got into emo music. You know, all that stuff. So, but it's it's a blessing and a curse. You know, you you're sensitive. You feel things. Um, you have a really hard time sorting through your own feelings because like they're like a wall. They hit you, and you're like, I don't. I need. I need to like. And it's easy to fly off the handle when you're an emotional person and just blast back. But you kind of have to realize, like, okay, this is a gift. And I think everyone's gift is also their Achilles heel. So you have to learn to hone the bad and then learn to to sort of refine the good. But I try try to be sensitive. And I think a lot of people have been coming on our show because Luke and I tried that. Like, we just had a lady come on. and who She's 57. She was uh, telling us her abduction stories for her whole life. She's been abducted by aliens. Yeah. Like three. And she hasn't even talked to her family about this stuff. Her kids, wow! I'm like, I'm like, why are you telling us first? You know, which is just bananas and wild. So, um, but I think that sensitivity plays into the show because people can kind of sense it, and then they feel comfortable. Like these people aren't—they're not trying to exploit me. They're not trying to exploit other people. They're—they have to produce a show, but they're not—it's not fake.
0: Yeah. No, totally. That's what I love about your show and I love about chatting with you is just you're genuine and um, down to earth and and I love hearing that you're a sensitive person. I figured that you were. I am too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why I feel so safe, like just chatting with you. I like actually that like we've been talking like for like almost 40 minutes and we were just kind of like it's just like a normal conversation we haven't even really gotten into the blurries yet yeah i just like this like chatting this real chatting this just honest raw like candid conversations i think that's what's missing in this world right now because there's so much like fake stuff like we're saying about the late night and the way the music is and these people just like trying to like play a role to get famous or whatever and it's just Mm -hmm. like what people want right now is authenticity and that's what Mm -hmm. draws them to shows like like your show and to you guys and so
1: yeah yeah. and you know it's funny we talked about that yesterday and and thank you i appreciate that that's cool like that's what i try to be and it's hard you know you're you are putting your product out on the internet and you do try to put out your put your best foot forward but at the same time like there's a million shows so i think i think authenticity will will push through and people will will taste that and want that and want more of that. But we were talking about vampires yesterday and how Satan is you know, he's he's a taker. So the vampire, you know, historically speaking, is this thing that takes and Jesus is the opposite. Jesus is the life giver. He gives you his blood and the vampire takes the blood, right? Oh, so you have right. this you have this opposite, right? So it's it's the when you have found Christ and you have found Christianity, you want to become a giver. You want to become a life, a sense, uh, you're, you're giving your life giving, you know, and the vampiric side of things is just take, take, take it's, it's codependency. It's, I need this to survive. I'm a leech. I'm, I suck off of the life out of everything around me. And Jesus is like, I'm, I come to give life. I give it to you, you know? So that's the opposite. And that's where, so there's some vampire creature out there, taken probably yeah. an actual like an actual breed of creatures so we talked about that it's harder to know what it is because you know these things are so elusive yeah but, but you can but but the the idea is like when you find christ you want to be authentic at life giving someone you want to be around someone you want to like brings energy to the table and not like we're all perfect i mean everyone has a bad day and everyone's grumpy yeah. we all but, fall short
0: of the glory yeah. of god
1: but ultimately, you know, that is the is that that is the truth of the gospel is it's it's not a, it's it's not something that it's, it's the only thing that will give you life. Yeah. The exact opposite of all these other religions, all these other gods, all these other things is just like they're just. They're Vampires. Out. What's what's in it for me?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I like that because, you know, like. I like that you're bringing up how Satan's like a vampire and how he, the, the vampire takes the blood and it's, it's, Satan's inverting everything cause he can't create. So he's inverting what God's put out there and God gives us life. And there are like, I like the concept of vampires. Like when you think about, yeah, they, they take the blood, but there's also the energy vampires. Like there's a TV show, uh, what they do in the shadows. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, about like the, these four vampires? Um, the guy who used to be on, um, uh, adult swim, um, Ah, I can't remember his name. He's in it. Uh, the he's Australian. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a it's a really funny show. And one of the va- These four vampires just like live together in this house. His roommates, and one of them's an energy vampire. And they'll show the scenes of him. And he's in his office at work. And he's that guy. I don't know if you ever like worked in an office like in their cubicles. He comes up and he's like, hey, um starts to tell you a story and it's like 20 minutes long and by the end of it the (laughs) other person's like just drained and everybody knows somebody like that you know that's that's an energy vampire
1: yeah and you know and it's yeah sometimes i feel it's it's funny you say like sometimes i feel like i can be that way Oh. Like I, I'm, sen- I'm, I'm, sen- I'm a sensitive person, and I want to <laughs> get to like the heart of the matter, but uh, I don't want to like. Jermaine
0: Clement, them. that's who it is.
1: Yeah, no, that's funny. Well, I just love—I love a good, I like a good deep conversation. So I'm always looking for that. But I, but I definitely understand the like. The difference is is usually those people are just they're they're filling your head with like 20 minutes of a nonsense story.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, the, old, like the I old don't guy see that's you neighbor. like this at all.
1: Well, that's funny. Well, I, you know, I, I definitely know, like, you know, uh, being a friendly person, there's always someone's gonna like, you know, especially if you like know your neighbors in your neighborhood, there's always a yeah. the guy that's going to call oh, you. Yeah. Like,
0: or you like walk outside to go walk your dog and you look left and someone's like, I'm going to go right. Or somebody calls you and you're like, oh, I just yeah. can't answer the phone with them right now. I can't <laughs> give them my energy.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think that some ways, you know, um, I, I think. I think there's a good and a bad to that. Cause I think if someone's going to call you and tell you real stuff, like, and be honest with you and be like, yeah, I'm going through a hard time and this is why is different than just like, you know, crying on the phone unnecessarily, you know, yeah. uh, or just emo- needing to, to emotionally. I mean, that was something that happened on the road a lot. Um, I, had, I had, to tell a lot of people like, you know, you're coming to, you're coming out on the, on the road with us. Like, you you know, We're all tired and exhausted, so like if you have drama, like can you just leave it at home for the week? For the week, (laughs) yeah. Like pick it up when you get back. But like we're not here to like, you know, to entertain you or I don't know. There was always moments that just like. I particularly don't want to get in trouble with with your listeners but Oh, you don't, don't get in trouble about anything. Sound no, like a want. jerk. But like so a lot of girlfriends would come out on tour and I had to pull I'm like, Look, we're all we're all like we don't have time for drama. Like, I'm sorry that you're having a bad day, but we're exhausted. No. We're we're trying to park the van. We're trying to load in. We're trying to get the merch set up. Like, I mean, we need we need help from you. Yeah,
0: you're here like on vacation for the week. Yeah. We're here working for the week. You're yeah. yeah. No, I get it.
1: It was just like a lot of that those conversations. But yeah, the vampire is is something it takes. And so I think it's 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 just a good reminder. So we were talking about that, and and I think that applies to what we were talking about earlier in the conversation. Is just that you know. Um, there's a lot of people, a lot of industries, but really when you, when you boil it down to like, what is Jesus actually giving to us and how does that actually make sense um, in terms of what the gospel is and then what these creatures are and what people can become and what the darkness is, it's a give, take, it's the opposite. It's the mirror, you know, is that this whole side of things is just sucking the life out of everything. And this side of things is like, we give, and we keep giving, and it's like you know the metaphor of, I think you know the loaves and fishes. You know Jesus is continuing to to create more. There's a multi, he multiplies, mm-hmm. and, and, and Satan is just seeking who he can devour.
0: Yeah, roaming around like a lion. Yeah, yeah literally mm-hmm. looking at whom to devour. Be sober minded and vigilant.
1: Yeah, like and and they they do, uh, practice vampiric, um, you know, like they. They, not only do they drink blood, but yeah. they, you know, they, they manufacture products from blood. They're they need people. They consume people. It's their food. Yeah, um, and that's what the ancient giants were like as well. They would eat people. That's where cannibalism came from. Yeah, in every culture, cannibalism starts with the giants, and people don't know that historically speaking. So, if there is like a remnant of a human population somewhere in some jungle who eats people, they got it from these giants that were. A, you know, usually that had larger populations. And so it's, it's a vampiric, um, quality and it comes from hell. So, but I don't know. Sorry. I didn't mean to. No, go into a, I love it. No,
0: I love it. This is great. Tangent. No, I'm just thinking about the giants and like how, you know, they, they were giant and they were big. And so they eat the smaller being, which would have been us, right? That's probably like why they want, cause they just, they needed to eat. They had a, yeah. they were so hungry and, and then it's, but then you think about how, like you're saying, maybe these like groups in the jungles that are still doing cannibalism. Honestly, like I, I mean, there's that Bite Labs company too. I don't know if you've seen that that they're literally like recreating celebrity meat. Like they're taking the cells of certain like Ellen DeGeneres, Kanye West, and there's literally it's like a dude, it's a real. I, I know this is a real thing and like you wonder like why okay the giants had a reason i guess because they were literally so big they just had to eat to be sustained to not be hungry but then these groups why are these groups still doing cannibalism do you think
1: yeah well i think it's because it's an occult practice and and it's just something that you know their ancestors did and i think it's they you know yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at your screen. I know I just started sharing my screen, but I can't that see is that. Disgusting. Eat
0: celebrity meat. This is Bite Lab. I mean you'd think that something like this is a joke, but then you look at the website and it's like celebrity, it all starts with your favorite celebrities. A quick biopsy to tame their tissue sample and then they culture it and create the meats. And so look at these are the meats you get to pick. Do you want to eat James Franco? He's sexy. He's arty he's artsy. Let let's make him salami. Jennifer Lawrence, a different type of hunger game. Kanye West always pushed the boundaries in taste. Ellen DeGeneres, please welcome the Ellen Salami. Dude, this this you, is real.
1: This is insane.
0: Yeah, this is the world we live in now. I think we're way further along in times people even realize.
1: Yeah, that is. I mean, yeah. Every year, it's like I think that the atrocities are compounding. There's more and more every day. Yeah, and things you things that you used to be able to do that took you decades now take days. And so it's just going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, the cannibalism just goes back to the giants. The giants were, I think they were soulless beings, and I think oh, they just.
0: Oh, really?
1: I think so. Yeah, I don't think they had. I think they were like part human, part um, uh, Elohim. Some Nephilim form. Some form. Well, the Nephilim would be their their offspring, so they were Oh, so but, the Elohim
0: is before the Nephilim.
1: okay? Yeah, so there was like their their fathers were purebreds, a pure oh. pure Elohim. And then their mother Would was- Would Elohim
0: have souls then or no?
1: I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like I, I don't know if the crossbreed doesn't create a- Maybe they got human, the
0: soul from the human?
1: Humans right? have souls. Humans have, you know, we're created in the image of God. Yeah. But these hybrids, I don't think they were- I just don't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe some had. I don't know. It depends on how much. It's complicated because, you know, all human beings are They're, You know, they had the authority to be here. But the sort of the spirits of the giants were the demons. So they had a spiritual side. So maybe I'm totally wrong. Oh, on no,
0: that. I like this because the spirit world needs a vessel. So what great I mean, what greater of a vessel like pun intended than a giant? You know, yeah. for the spirit to be in and it's soulless, so it's already empty.
1: Well, yeah, so the so the historically speaking, you know, the 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 demons are the dead Nephilim creatures. So that because they had a body once and then there's sort of half of their their spiritual side doesn't have anywhere to go, so it just kind of roams the earth and looking for a, a body. Dry beginning. places. Yeah, roaming
0: yeah. dry places.
1: And but there was definitely something different about these things. Cause how could they just eat people and, and kill and pillage? And I don't know. I don't think it was just their size. So they looked down and like, Oh, puny humans, I'm going to eat you. But um, <laughs> they were, they were like a cancer. They were, they were a parasite. They would, they shouldn't have been here. They weren't intended to be here. So they didn't play by any of those rules, but, yeah. but yeah, they would eat people.
0: I like how you just said they were a parasite because I've been thinking a lot about parasites lately. And like, I don't think I mentioned, I had I had COVID again last mm-hmm. week, like whatever it is. I'm, I don't know, there's so many theories. It, are, do viruses exist, do they not? Was this created in a lab? Yes, probably. Um, was this, is this a parasite? Why does Ivermectin kill it right away? And like mm-hmm. I had COVID in June, tested positive for it, you know, had it and took Ivermectin, instantly better. Again, got sick last week. It was like, oh, I've got ivermectin on hand. Start taking ivermectin, like literally instantly better. And you just, I start thinking, I'm like, what if, you know, I really think this is created. This was created. I do. I think this was created. I think uh, mosquitoes were created. I think allergies were created. I think the flus were created. I think this is, I don't think that God designed this world for us to be sick all the time. I think this is like uh, weaponry being used against humanity. And I was like picturing in my head, I'm like, what if they're like, there's like they create a parasite right and 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 then they they like do a cult ritual over this parasite to bring a demon into it to bring one of these demonic energies into the parasite that's the host and then they kind of let it go free and then it kind of affects all of us that way and then Mm. you just said the thing about demons being like parasites and the same thing being a host for these this fallen angel energy
1: Mm. that's a good that's a good thought i i I think more of that stuff is true and it's definitely happening more and more of those people are sharing those stories on our show. So my own paradigm is being, you know, expanding to make room for a lot of these crazy things that people are telling us. So at this point, anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah, it is strange. The craziest thing about ivermectin is you couldn't get it for a while there. They wouldn't you like, and that, and I had a hard time just convincing people of that fact. I'm like, (laughs) You have a slip to fill a, um, you know your farm phar- your pharmacy. You go to the go to the pharmacy and you have a prescription. You hand it to CVS yeah. and they go, we don't have any ivermectin to give you. And you're like, <laughs> how's how's that possible? Why why aren't you giving it to me? It's cr- it's just and I would I would tell that to people and they go, did you take it to the other pharmacy? I'm like, no, nobody will fill it. Nobody will fill the script. Nobody. You had to go to compounding pharmacies yep. to get ivermectin. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, and people are just like, uh, people are just. It's like you can't even tell them the basics. Like, <laughs> you live in America, you go to CVS, can't get medicine that that won that won awards.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This this is like a life saving medication.
0: Literally, like, and I've twice now gotten sick. Gotten te- the test was positive for COVID, and I'm just saying, I say it kind of oddly because I just you know it just who knows what all this is, but I had it, was sick, felt different took the ivermectin like i did the experiment on myself and like instantly better and there's zero side effects from it at all and honestly i don't think it's such a bad idea to do a little dewormer we do it to our animals all the time but we're never cleaning ourselves out and i I get some water i'm at a a restaurant looking at just like the water pitcher they put on the table and i'm just staring there's stuff floating in it there's stuff in all everything we're eating there's why aren't we Cleaning ourselves out, they don't want us to. Anything they don't want me to do, well, I want to do. And of course, mm. you know, big pharma had they were they didn't want us to take uh, ivermectin because they were patenting it to create paxil or paxilvid or whatever it's called, which is an offshoot of ivermectin, but guarantee it's missing whatever element cleans us mm. out of all the parasites. You know,
1: that's a, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah, I I think anything we do live in opposite world in that sense. Is yeah. if, if they say it's bad for you, it's probably the opposite yeah and whenever they and they they delete a channel because they say it's it's harm it's probably they're telling the truth and and vice versa and it's so weird I mean and I try to tell this i get I get blasted all the time on Facebook when I was kind of making a post the other day of saying just like part of the reason I feel like there's so much like you know polarization in people's beliefs is because and this feels very similar to what we were talking about a little a little while ago of, of the opposite world um is that there are certain politicians that are being paid behind the scenes to ruin everything That's what they're doing. they're getting paid to ruin it, but they market it all as if they're helping yeah and and this is why you have half the population is so confused. you're like, no, these policies are helping. I'm like, no, they're not they're not helping. they're they, they they frame it that way. so you don't know because you think this helping So you're all pot committed to this whole side of things. But if you actually look at what it's doing, these cities that they actually run are horrible. These people are being enslaved. So it's just this weird thing where people can't see that everything's always gonna be marketed to you in a way which makes it seem like, oh, this is, this is the thing, this is the good thing. And it's the opposite most a, of the time. It's
0: the Hegelian dialect. Yeah, where there's like you can be a Republican or a Democrat, you get a choice. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to pick my choice. They're usually polar opposites. They're two sides of the same coin. They both lead to the same predetermined outcome, and that's why people. It's the illusion that you're that you're making the right choice. It's like you know when you try to get somebody to do something for you, try to make it their idea. They're trying yeah. to like make it seem like oh, you're it's duality and it's finest. This is magic, and it's the it's it's yeah. It's called the Hegelian dialect. This is exactly what you're talking about. This has been on my mind a lot lately. It, it, people mm. they don't even they think they're on different sides and they're on the righteous side um black lives matter white lives matter you're still like pushing this agenda that's leading everybody to the same place it's it's trickery it's mind it's mind they're messing with our minds
1: yeah well i think it's 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 difficult because they infiltrate every single system so and i think it really comes down to like you know the globalists who are trying to destroy because they want control, they want that codependency. They want the, they want to take lives. How do they do that? They control the world. You know what are we talking about in the beginning? Is freedom, right? So what do they want? They hate freedom. They don't want humans to have freedom. So they want to, but they know that humans aren't going to willingly give it up. for up their freedom. So what do they do? They 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 market it like, oh, give us all this stuff and Patriot Act. It's good for you. This is yeah out. yeah be a, be a, be a Patriot. patriot. We'll like, knock these no. towers
0: down, and then we'll yeah. you're going to want a, us to look into everything to protect yeah. you.
1: Exactly. It's the exact opposite. And it's always framed. And it's crazy how the bills are always named the exact opposite of what they do. And and you can't even shake people from these dogmatic beliefs to say this is exactly the opposite. Wake up. Come on. Like they're doing that. So I think they infiltrate both parties. But I do think there are some people that aren't loyal to the globalists that are in, in, in the Republican Party left alone because i think you have a lot of people coming out now i mean you had joe rogan say i'm i'm only going to vote republican you have um that one famous democrat lady who just said she's not going to be a part of the democratic party anymore i think most people are waking up to this whole other side of things yeah is is not is not loyal it's not republican democrat anymore but i do think there are some independent um freedom pumping people on the other side but it's getting so bad to the point where even rogan's like just don't vote democrat at all
0: yeah and demon which,
1: <laughs> which i <laughs> but but i understand that a lot of the republican party is also infiltrated by you know fake Fake Republicans. Yeah. Oh, it's actually, all it's
0: all by design. It's the biggest deception ever. It's just littered in like you just don't even know. Like you have to. That's just why I just like go to God. Go to God. I just like yeah. I don't know. My Savior is Jesus. It's not anybody here in this world. I used but to I, think maybe there'd be a white hat or something, but well, I
1: do think that in terms of politics, it's good to remember remind yourself that God gives human beings the freedom to govern their own affairs. If you think about it from 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 biblical biblical standpoint, God isn't like down here on a throne ruling, you know, He's, yeah. he gave human beings the right and responsibility to that. And he let humans govern their own affairs. Sometimes you had a good king, sometimes you had a bad king. But ultimately, I think that God wants to bless a good king. Maybe he even isn't even loyal to God, but he is doing the right thing. God uses that man. That's the That's the tricky part of Christianity that a lot of Christians don't like to talk about because it's like, well why do bad things happen? Well because God gave you dominion and authority here so he wants you to do things it's not he's not going to break his own rules just because he have they're a bad person in charge right right but I do think that there are some people in America left who who while they might not be Christian, they believe in freedom and I think that's a good thing and I think that's something that you should get behind and I think that you know that's the, that's that's the wiggle room there where I'd say promote that guy if that guy's like, yeah, I believe in family, I believe in freedom and i believe you should be able to own your land and yet you can eat a cow like that's a good thing right like yeah and all these things are being attacked you shouldn't be able to own land because of global warming you shouldn't be able to eat cows because of global warming it's like you know all this you cheap bugs and all this other junk they're pushing it's like it's stupid why so you're going to have to give up your land why because you're going to be enslaved then you're going to yep. you're going to be a you're going to be a tenant you're not going to be an owner and and the more that they can take away the more enslaved you all are and uh it's just it's it's just complicated so you have to step back and be like is this person independent and loyal to 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 the ideas that mankind should be free i don't know i'm kind of on a rant but i think that it's sad to me that so many of my friends who are – it's like its like the most brainwashed, I think, are like the upper middle class educated <laughs> people. And they're mostly in cities, you know.
0: Dude, totally. I, I totally agree with you. I think about this all the time. It's the white picket fence middle class people yeah. that just think – so i'm gonna say their shit don't stink and <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. got their doctorate degree or their masters it's like oh cool you want to brag to me like that you've been indoctrinated and you pay yeah. like paid a lot for it and you're now in this probably debt system too like for your house and your things and and like even the, like the whole feminist movement and like i was like definitely like kind of Bought by the trick by the feminist movement as a woman, like I didn't. You know, I'm 40. I never. I was like, I don't want kids. I'm gonna have a really powerful career and I'm gonna make a lot of money and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. do my thing and I'm gonna wear my suits and da da da. And I'm never gonna get married. And then all of a sudden, I start learning about the New World Order, like agenda, like destroying the family unit and like that. Men and women do really have their roles in this world. I start studying the Bible. I read like, you know, um, even Second First Timothy says. So, Two eleven says, "Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp the authority over the man, but to be in silence." And that kind of thing would have infuriated the feminist in me. And but now I see that I'm like, this was an agenda to silence men because women really we have our different roles. Like women have the womb, we have the babies. A man cannot have a baby. A man is like the protector, like he has that role. Um, you know it was Eve who was deceived by that snake you know she's Mm -hmm. the one and I see like in the new age movement having been tricked and coming out of that like it's really women in there trying to do magic trying to manifest trying to do divination witchcraft and I think that I look at like the kind of role that like we're talking about this in an event I had for let's be friends last night. And actually you came up, someone was talking about loving you and your podcast. And I was like, I'm talking to Nate tomorrow. I'm going to talk to him about this. But this man came up and he was talking like, we need more men's voices out there. Like they were saying like, they liked, you know, the, the, you guys have a man's voice and you're out there and talking like, it's almost like this feminist movement was really put out there to like silence men. But when you look at biblically, and this would piss the feminine movement off, men are supposed, they're pastors. Women are supposed to listen to the man. Like that doesn't mean they're not equal or they're not whatever, but we have our roles. And the woman's really like the mother and like the nurturer and kind of the carer and all that. And and it's like, if we silence the men with this feminist movement, we make it so that, no, you can't talk, let that woman talk. Let, let's listen to her. And But these women are like literally like, probably practicing divination, probably helping bring in these the spirit world and doing these things that like Eve did with the original sin, same story, nothing new under the sun. And if they're silencing the men and not letting you guys have a platform to talk and listen and play the role that God gave you, it's just like mm-hmm. a kind of like seeing over the agenda. And so I was just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on, do you feel that men are being silenced? What are you kind of like, this is your place to talk mm-hmm. and feel free and comfortable. And like don't, hmm. you kind of get what I'm getting at? <sighs>
1: Yeah, no, I have a lot of thoughts that as I was listening to you, I feel like, I feel like there's like, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, there's ways to get what you want, right? What do you want? And I think when a woman acts like a man, it it's obvious. It's like, she's acting like a man. She's, she's being, she's being too masculine. She's like, I don't think Esther walks in and gets the king to save, you know, save her people because she's like a dude. I think she walks in with her feminine energy. She's beautiful, but she's strong and courageous. And the king's like, spares her life and saves her people because she's like a beautiful, feminine, badass. You know what I mean? There's a way to get, there's a way to be a woman and be fully woman. But men don't like women who are like a dude. I'm sorry. They just don't. That's not what they're into. So if you act like a man, you're going to be single the rest of your life. I'm sorry. Men, men want a woman, and they don't want a pushover. But they don't want to like, they don't want her to just be grumpy. And I don't think women want a, a a a man who can't control his emotions, right? So like, you know, a man needs to be a mountain in the storm, not be all over the place and emotional, running around and screaming. It's like we have a crisis. We need a mountain, and that's the mountain. You know, that's the dude in 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 you know all these movies where he's just like. He's not a jerk, he's not beating his wife, he's not being an asshole, he's, he's calm in the storm. He's like a protector, he's, he's like Batman, you know? He's just, he's there when you need him.
0: If you enjoyed this conversation with Nate and I, Head on over to the Let's Be Friends podcast website and sign up to become a member and you can have access to the bonus hour where we dive even deeper into the different vampires that are out there, especially the toxic feminist movement. As always, thank you for being a friend and supporting the podcast and have a great day.